Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 232. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he spent two and a half hours reeling in a yellowfin tuna, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for being here, seriously, and taking time out of your day. If this is your first time listening in, uh, welcome, and please subscribe because we've got a lot of great content coming. And if you're coming back to the show, um, thank you because uh, you guys are what keep me going for sure. So keep the comments coming, keep the words of encouragement coming, and keep the suggestions coming for guests too. Uh, this person who was on the show today was actually suggested to be a guest and uh, without him knowing that, he actually reached out to me too because he had a great success story to share. So I wanted to bring him on. Actually, we've been in contact with each other for a number of years now. So I'm really excited to introduce Lucas Hall from landlordology.com, which has a really interesting story about how he built this site to become sort of an ultimate resource for landlords out there, which I'm actually getting really interested in because in addition to building my online business, I'm actually gonna be starting to build a sort of a real estate portfolio over the years here. So probably be talking about that on the blog too since that is passive income in a, in a way, uh, obviously. So Landlordology has become of big interest to me and Lucas Hall is the man and we're gonna talk about how he actually built that site and how he was approached for um, the purchase of the site and he did sell it. So we're gonna talk all about that and we're gonna get right into it right now as well as some tips for how you can build what we like to call the ultimate resource in a particular niche. So here we go. Lucas, what's up? Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. This is going to be really fun. I have spoken to you before about your story, but I'm personally really excited to get into the deep details of it. So before we get started, why don't you tell everybody, uh, if somebody were to ask you, you know, Lucas, what do you do? What, what is it that you do right now? Sure. Uh, my official title is Chief Landlordologist at Cozy. And that is a fun title that we were able to make up ourselves. That doesn't happen a whole lot. But <laughs> but essentially what that means is I give rental advice and I help others uh, be more profitable and run a better rental property business. 
And that that started out with a site called Landlordology that was a resource that I, I created and just out of a kind of a need for myself to learn, I, I thought, well, I could dump, you know, I could dump my information and, and uh, what I was learning and, and how I was proceeding through my business. I could take that and turn that into an ultimate resource. So right now what I'm doing is I'm working at Cozy and Cozy is the uh, the company behind Landlordology and we, we make rental property software for landlords. So not only do we teach them how to be better, but we also give them the tools to do it. This is very cool. So you started with Landlordology and it was just kind of a personal site that you had that you were just sharing tips on and, and whatnot, things that you were learning along the way? It was. It kind of came out of my frustration with a lack of resources out there to answer the questions that I had. You know, I was getting started as a landlord and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess my my story a little bit is that I was working as a government contractor and then on the side, I was building up a portfolio of rental properties. And uh, I actually originally bought my first rental property to impress a girl. <laughs> I, I just, I liked her. I met her, you know, I would, I would see her once a week or so. And, and I asked her one day if she, you know, how she w- was doing and what she did last week. And she goes, Oh, you know, I bought a house. <laughs> and I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, she's, she's smart and pretty and I want to get to know her better. So I did the next logical thing and I just, uh, hired a real <laughs> estate agent and said, I want to go buy a house in her neighborhood. That's a little bit bigger than hers. Oh and I, this is I want to be able to walk to her house. <laughs> this is amazing. So, so I did. And, and we bought a house in her neighborhood. I was seven blocks away. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we were dating. So, uh, and then shortly, you know, thereafter, three, three years later, we got married. Wow. So, are you serious? Uh, yeah. She turned into my wife and dude, we have a beautiful little baby girl. <laughs> I didn't know if this was going to work out or not. Cause that's kind of weird, but dude, that's, that's a, wow. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> that's, 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 so now you guys both have rental properties, I guess, uh, together. We do. Um, we do. It, I like to say that, uh, you know, if, if diamonds are a girl's best friend, you know, real estate is a close second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Lucas, I love you even more right now. This is, this is so funny. Uh, but anyway, so as you were building your real estate business, uh, and, and managing your portfolios, just trying to learn this space. You created landlordology.com after that. And, you know, what platform did you create it on? Was it just like a WordPress blog? It was. I, I went and got a, a WordPress theme from StudioPress and loved them because they had a, a great SEO optimization platform. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, WordPress is great. So, I mean, you you know WordPress and it just runs itself in a lot of ways. And then for that particular site, when did you start to see traction on that site? About how long after sure. you started it? You know, it took about two months. I mean, <laughs> I remember the nights where I'd, I'd go to bed and check my stats right before. And I'd look to my wife and I'd say, I got seven visitors today. You know, it was so exciting. And uh, But shortly thereafter, I mean, it started multiplying and it got a, uh, it was roughly about a 30% month over month growth. And I started seeing some real publicity and some traction just a few months in. Uh, but, you know, it was getting to the point about a year into it that I was dumping content, uh, quality content as fast as I can. And that was roughly about two to three times a week. And I was just writing about my experiences and making relationships, but it started becoming something that I couldn't do, uh, just on the side anymore. You know, it's very time consuming and you, you know that, I mean, blogging and writing is to do it well, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, I was doing it uh, at night and doing a full-time job during the day. And so uh, about that time, I uh, 
started being contacted by larger companies and they started taking notice and and one of which was a company called Cozy and at the time they weren't very large they were actually just starting out around the same time I was mm-hmm. and what they were doing was just making rental software and they were giving it away for free and so they were actually trying to help improve the landlord tenant relationship through software and I was trying to do it through content I really just had a heart to educate and teach people how to be better because you know I thought the landlord tenant relationship and I probably speak for a lot of people who've ever rented before just was very broken you know it just was hurting and there needed to be something out there so they were doing what I was doing just they were delivering it differently mm-hmm. and it, it it just made sense to partner up and and then we worked um, through an acquisition where they took possession of all the assets and I I jumped on board with cozy as a as a full-time uh, employee and have continued to press uh, our mission, you know, ever since. Yeah, that's really cool. I'd love to get more into that acquisition story, but before that, let's let's talk a little bit more about landlordology. And still curious to know, you know, you said two months after you started, you started to gain a little bit of traction. How would you define traction? And also, how did it, how did it really happen? Was it just kind of organic, or were you guest posting? You know, what were your traffic building strategies at that point? Right, right. You know, I was new to content marketing completely new, you know, and so I I didn't know a lot of the strategies out there. But what I did know was that if I produced quality content, Mm -hmm. shareable content, things that people really wanted to read, and they actually learned something from, I I had a hunch that Google would reward that and that Google would put that on the first page. And I would start to get just general, uh, organic SEO traffic. And, and I hit the nail on the head. So if I if I put something out there that people would want to read, then Google would put it up front. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, 97% of all of my traffic back then, uh, was organic, and even now wow. it's in the nineties. It's a little lower, but it was it was all organic. And when you would search for something like renters, I mean, I would be right there. So I was competing with some of the largest uh, companies out there, even legal websites that were giving legitimate legal advice. And you know, I wasn't a lawyer or an attorney, and uh, I was just a landlord sharing my experiences. But you know, people loved it. That's really cool. I think people love it also because you're coming from a perspective of somebody just like them. You know, they're looking for information and they find it from somebody who is maybe just a little bit further ahead than they are. I think this really speaks to the fact that we don't necessarily have to have that degree or be a complete expert in order to truly help people and gain traction in whatever niche we're trying to get into and provide value for, right? That's right. And, and you know, one of the quotes that I, I don't know if you made this up or if it was something that you heard, but the riches are in the niches. And, you know, I took that and I... I applied it to landlordology and I thought, well, what could I do that was different? Like, what could I do about this site that was, that was unique to where somebody would want to come back? And, and I looked around and one of the struggles I had as a, as a growing landlord was that I couldn't find the state laws that I, I needed to know in order to be with, you know, in compliance with, uh, with the requirements. So mm-hmm. what I did is I said, I'm going to go down this road of, uh, once a week, I would research the state laws or the statutes, uh, for all the states in the country. And I would look at the actual statutes, I mean, boring legal language, and I, I would read through them and I would summarize them into an easy to read, like maybe two pager, you know, above a blog post, maybe a thousand words, mm-hmm. and I would link to the statutes. And so there were there were dozens of other sites out there that tr- you know, claim that they are posting a summary of the legal guides or, or, or what the laws were about security deposits and such. But none of them ever linked to the actual statutes. And so the statutes would update and then 
uh, they would change and you never really knew how update the information was. So there was no quality control. And I thought, well, let's just link to it and make a definitive resource. Let's put something out there that no one else has. And uh, sure enough, I mean, to this day, those state law summary pages are still the number one source of traffic that I get. I mean, that's three years later. I love that. So basically what you did was you created what, you know, I like to call an ultimate resource for a particular audience type. Um, I've done this before on security guard training, hq.com. It's interesting. It's very similar in the fact that, you know, I had found during my research while building that little niche site for security guards that every state had a different set of requirements to become a security guard. And at first, I think a lot of people are are going to react in a very similar way when they come across like, a, oh man, there's 50 different things I have to do and it's gonna be a lot of work. I don't know if I wanna do this anymore. Whereas you and then with me, with security guard training hq.com, we were like, okay, this is an opportunity to actually build something useful that will be extremely helpful for people and actually turn the website into something that becomes the one-stop shop no matter where you're at. And that's that's exactly what you do. I love that approach. Can you talk more about how Landlordology is that sort of ultimate resource? And again, all this information is free out there, right? It wasn't behind a membership site or a paywall or anything, right? It was like completely free for everybody. You're right. Yeah, it was completely free. And and my intent when I first created it was, hey, I'll put as, as much as I possibly can. I'll give away all of the best stuff. And then I had plans at some point to start ramping up the affiliate relationships and maybe even do some advertising and, mm-hmm. and generating courses. Uh, but before I could get to that, Cozy came along and said, well, hey, let's let's just acquire you and then um, you'll be the educational division of Cozy. And ever since then, it's always been free. Everything we've done, and we've actually had the, I've now had the resources to put out even better content than I could have by myself, uh, just because uh, we have the backing of of Cozy and other and the money there. So, mm. so the resources are free, and it's always going to be free. And what we have on on Landlordology is not only do we have the state law summary. So if you're ever a tenant or a landlord, and you want to know if you know the other one is in compliance, you can go look it up, and it's real easy. And then we give rental advice. You know, it's not legal advice, but it's it's tried and true best practices advice. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, guides. We call them landlord guides, and, and they're really just uh, an in-depth um, guide that you can download as a PDF, and that's completely free. We don't we don't make you pay for that at all. It's a lot like um, the the guides that you've given out, the one that you started with with the exam. Mm-hmm. You know that. It just uh, you just gave it out for free because you didn't think anyone would pay for it, but we we knew it would be high quality, and we just were like, you know what, we're just going to help improve the industry. So we've got those guides you can download on topics like rent collection and tenant screening and move in, move out, and how to handle all that properly. And then uh, we even have a, a small little podcast where it's similar to your Ask Pat, and we we just answer questions that people call in, and, and if it's applicable to a larger audience, you know, we'll take it and and run with it. So. Um, everything's out there and we're blogging multiple times a week and I, I now have a, a small uh, staff of writers that help me too. So they blog and they're industry leaders too that run their own blogs but they contribute to our website and uh, and I'm happy to have them because they each have their own little expertise uh, whether it's mortgages or or do-it-yourself repairs and all that, anything that a landlord might need. So yeah. it's really becoming a true ultimate resource and it's truly free and you know, it's, it's deep. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's growing. It really is serving the audience quite well. I I feel you've gotten all the angles in there and you've been able to grow over time too. And I'd love to learn more about the acquisition. So when Cozy came by, was it just an email? Was it a call? Like I want to know the story of how this all kind of went down. 
You know, it all started with a tweet. <laughs> I feel no like way, that could really? be a movie title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started with a tweet, yeah. <laughs> started with a tweet. So it all started with a tweet. Uh, you know, they started sharing my my content. And I thought, well, that's neat. And I, I went and I looked at their site because I didn't know anything about them. And I I was digging into their company and I saw that, okay, well, here's here's this group, this company that is trying to modernize and make the rental process more secure and make it easy, you know, and, and then I start digging deeper and I find that uh, not only do they, are they on this great little mission, but they went to Google and they told them about the mission and Google said, well, we'd love to back you. And so they originally got their seed money from Google and then since have gone on to get some of the best investors in the industry to help them along. And, and uh, I thought, well, they're doing it right. Like they get the idea, like they get the mentality that we're all in this together. We we really need to help each other out. We really need to change the rental industry because, you know, arguably our, our housing market is is the backbone, in my opinion, of our small business and, and our economy in a lot of ways. And so if we can really get that under control and, and bring the housing market back to where it needs to be, then uh, the rest of America will kind of follow suit. But that's another conversation. Uh, but Cozy, <laughs> <laughs> Cozy, uh, reached out to me later. You know, we were sharing tweets and we were just talking kind of through Twitter. And then uh, Gino, Gino Zahn, the CEO, just sent me an email. He said, hey, listen, uh, you know, you got time for a phone call. And he just, you know, I think in the first 20 seconds, maybe even 15 seconds of the phone call, uh, he just said, I'd love to talk to you about acquiring the brand and hiring you to run it. And, you know, he kind of had me there and just, I thought, this is exactly who I'd want to help me with landlordology and, and take it over and to take it to the next level. When he presented that idea to you, what was your initial reaction? Because I don't know when building landlordology, if you wanted to continue to run things on your own or if you felt like this immediately from the start was going to be a good partnership. Well, I knew I knew that I could make a lot of money off of landlordology through, through uh, passive income. I knew if I continued to do it. But, but I also knew at that point in the game, I was basically doing two full-time jobs. I was running at night and, you know, my wife barely saw me and, and we were getting ready to adopt a little girl from Ethiopia. And so uh, there was this whole, uh, just my time is worth more than that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I could continue to do it, but it's only going to grow so much with, with just me at the helm, right? I mean, I could outsource some stuff, but but I really loved what Cozy was doing. They they were truly trying to change an industry, and that doesn't come lightly. I mean, yeah. we're talking like Uber is changing the taxi industry. This is what Cozy is doing for rentals. I thought I I could team up with them, and and together we could take Landlordology and the mission a whole lot further than I ever could. So that was enticing to me, and that was something that let me uh, work for cozy, uh, and, and be at uh, home. I actually work out of my house. And so I'm, I'm around my family all day, Love which it. is fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I basically told them if you can match my, my DC salary and, and, uh, and then acquire the brand, I, I'd love to make it work. And he just said, uh, that's great because we're, we're in it for the long haul. That's really cool. Well, they sound like a great company and it sounded like a match made in heaven at the, at the start. Was the negotiation easy or was, was that how you presented it? You just wanted a match um, and then, you know, cause I think a lot of people would struggle with, well, how do you put a value on this blog that you've been writing and, you know, maybe it's just starting to make some income. Like typically when acquisitions happen, it's all based on, you know, the last 12 months or 18 months of earnings. Well, um, you know, I think there's a lot more that happened here that 
kind of increase the value of the brand. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, you don't have to get into specific numbers, but, you know, was there a lot of back and forth? How long did it take to, to actually land on something? It, it took about three weeks, actually. So we did go through some negotiations on the value of the website because at the time, it, it, I wasn't monetizing it. And so it, it had... Um, it had about 30,000 unique visitors a month, which, you know, looking back now, it doesn't seem like much, but it was a, felt like a lot at the time. And so, it yeah. certainly had some value and the potential, you know, seemed, seemed great. And, and so they were really buying the future of it. And so, how do you, you know, how do you really price that out? Right. And so I went through a, a couple different models of, of, you know, deferred value and, and um, like a five-year plan of kind of if I continued on this path, what is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mapped that out and... Uh, didn't share those with Gino, but you know had uh, had a financial planner look at it, and my my actual brother who who does the stuff with uh, company acquisitions and mortgages and stuff. So had him look at it too, and so I used the resources that I had and uh, it came to a number, and then we we worked kind of back and forth a little bit and got to the middle. So at the end of the day, I thought, you know, is it is it worth it to me to have the freedom and the lifestyle that I need? Uh, to be with my family and and the daughter that I was adopting, so you know it was uh, it was more than just money, and it was something that I, I was very happy to do anyway. So uh, you got to look at everything, and life is just not all about the numbers. Right, right. Oh, I love it, Lucas. That's very cool. I can tell that the mission to actually help this industry is is real, and it seems like like I said earlier, cozy. It's a great company to help you do that. And so now that the site, you know, that now that Landlordology is still there. Uh, but as is cozy, of course, um, can you r- share some numbers in terms of what traffic is like on Landlordology now? And also, you know, what resources that you got from now working with cozy were able to grow you to that number? Yes, yes. So Landlordology currently gets about 4 million page views a year, about 2.8 million people uh, interact with us somehow That's on awesome. Landlordology a year. And and these are all people that are either reading the articles and commenting or asking questions or or teaching each other. I mean, a neat thing that I've seen happen on that site is that uh, in the comment section, other landlords throughout the country will will comment and provide input. I mean, it's, it's kind of become a forum without us ever intending it to be a forum. So, uh, the community that has been developed there just organically never ceases to amaze me. Uh, it, it continues to grow about 18% uh, month over month, and that's kind of the all-time month over month. So that's the average, and you know mm-hmm. we've certainly had more months than that. But uh, it it reaches out, and what the things the things that certainly uh, appeal to most people, I think, are the the hot topic issues for landlords and tenants. For example. Our, our articles about evictions certainly get a lot of traffic. Our articles about roaches, you know, certainly get a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. And uh, articles about, you know, kind of oddball things that you don't necessarily think of. For example, how do you, uh, what do you do with tenants if you sell a property? You know, do they have the right to stay there? You know, these are all topics that really matter to the people um, in the equation um, simply because we're dealing with housing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a core element that people need. We're not talking about just, you know, an ebook. It's something that people live in and breathe every day. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, in terms of the resources coming from Cozy, was there anything specifically after getting acquired that started to to ramp up traffic quite significantly? Like, did you start to put advertising dollars because you had access to that into building Landlordology? Or like, what, if anything, um, you know, helped you get to that level besides like the obvious, uh, like you said, the content and some of the most popular topics? Sure. You know, the most notable 
uh, help that that I received immediately after joining Cozy was the design first attitude. So Cozy was is a design first company. Everything is focused on UX and and that experience and making it as best as they can. But uh, what they did is they said, well, Landlordology, like you have a great site, but we're going to make it even better. So they, we immediately launched into a, a redesign um, and we we used Cozy's top tier designers that they had on staff full time. So uh, I had access to them and I worked with them daily and we we tweaked um, everything about it. Uh, you know, it seemed like every day we'd go back to the drawing board a little bit and and uh, it just was nice to have a professional design. It wasn't something that that I was going to buy in a template store or even hire uh, overseas, which is it can work. But I knew that this was somebody that was working with me and had you know years and years of experience. So uh, then we then we custom built the the dev side of it, the engineering team that Cozy was using to build their product. They just dumped onto me and they said, "You can have this and just run with it." Hmm. So I, I was able to make this site truly my own. And you know, if I had to put a number on it, it would probably be about sixty thousand dollars worth of you know, contractor help if I had hired that out separately. So that was just amazing. And and to this day, the design that you see on Landlordology is still the design we had two years ago. Um, simply Which is great. Because yeah. the conversions are, you know, they're so high that we're not changing it. <laughs> right. What are, what, are the, what are the most important metrics that you're looking at with that site? Uh, you had mentioned conversions. Is that into email lists or something else? So uh, the main conversion we care about is really how much traffic is it driving to Cozy? It is a con. It is a sign-up generator for us, and so the idea being that if you educate people and you teach them to fish, they will also come back to you to buy the fish, <laughs> you know. And so uh, that's that's my own analogy. But I think that uh, you teach them and you tr- they build trust with you, and then they are able to come back to you and use whatever product you want. It's the same thing as if you, you know, what you talk about, where you give out your your best products and they'll come buy whatever course you're selling too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly the same. So we, we teach them how to be amazing landlords and then they come by the product to implement all the best practices that we teach them. And so we do track conversions. Uh, so Landlordology sends over thousands of people to Cozy every single month. And then of those, we get uh, about an 8% conversion rate to where somebody's signing up and actually purchasing and using the tool. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I think there's a really good lesson here to be learned is that, you know, sometimes a lot of us are great at content marketing, but not so much the product side. And then others are great at creating products, but not so much the contact or the, the content side. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all you. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here from this acquisition that we're hearing about. And so, Lucas, if you could speak on that, perhaps if somebody wanted to do what you did, wanted to build an ultimate resource, or maybe they're building it right now and they have yet to have a company like it was very fortunate that that tweet that kind of started everything. But could someone, I don't want to say force this, but make these kinds of opportunities happen for themselves too? And if so, what tips would you have for them? Yes, yes, yes. So if you are building an ultimate resource, I would suggest that one, you make it better than everyone else's. I mean, truly have something in there that is different. It separates you apart and it is better than everyone else's. It doesn't have to be the whole site. I mean, for example, I started with just uh, the state laws. I thought, well, this is one thing that could be really useful. And and it, you know, when I was getting started, it got featured on Lifehacker, just that one little portion, you know. So you have something that people can take note of and they can explain your site in like, you know, half a sentence, really. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to 
reaching out to people if you're looking to go the acquisition route, which I, I didn't know if I wanted to when I started, but you know, it, it's an option for an exit, then uh, find the other people in the industry that you think might be a good fit. I mean, when I looked at Cozy for the first time, I actually thought, without having talked to them at all, you know, um, I actually thought, well, if anybody were to ever buy my side, I'd hope it would be somebody like them because I just liked what they were doing too. So, you know, reach out to them, share tweets with them, connect with them, and just build that relationship and build that trust so that when it comes time that they might have a, you know, a new round of investing or they might have, you know, do they might be doing well with revenue and they are looking for ways to grow, they think of you. I mean, in my case, Gino flat out told me, he's like, listen, we're, we're going to build a content marketing division where we, we want to edit the industry so we can either do it with you or we can do it without you, but either way it's going to happen. And I, I, you know, as nice as he was, he, that's the truth. And I think that mm-hmm. he had a choice. He he could build it, which would cost money, or he could take what was already succeeding. And I, I think that that's where you want to be. You kind of want to be at that top of a very short list where there's a need, you know. Right. And then in terms of what that deal might look like and what your life might look like afterwards, I mean, I know that you put a lot of thought into, well, this is this is what I wanted. This is how I want to live. I mean, you've, you're working from home and you're still able to do those things. Um, I, I I just want to touch a little bit on awarding. I guess I could say because a lot of people, you know, they all, they do see these opportunities and sometimes they bite at the first one just because it's the first one. Is there anything that one could look out for? Let's say that they're getting some interest from other companies. You know, how do you know which ones are the best ones to? To, to look at? How do you know if it's the right fit for you and not just your business, but kind of your life? Well, the deal that you structure is going to be unique. And so you, you have a voice in what that looks like. But in terms of picking a company, I mean, I, I think that you have to have a passion for whatever you're doing or whoever you're working with. You know, I, I, I love working for Cozy. It's, it's, the best company I've ever been at, and it's simply because the culture is amazing and the and the passion is amazing. But you know, I, I didn't know that going in, and it's really hard to see what a company's culture is like. But just you know, follow them closely, try to get to know them, and then mm-hmm. uh, find out what the what the owners do. You know, I mean, are are they involved? You know, are they in a heavy metal band, and that might be awesome? Or are they, you know, in a knitting club? Or you know, there's other things that you might have a passion for. Also, could you connect with them there? And then, as you continue to build that relationship, just nurture it like crazy. You know, don't ever turn down, uh, you know, a possible connection because this entire industry, regardless of what your niche is, is built on relationships. So nurture everything. I love it, Lucas. That's perfect advice to end on. And I'm just so thankful that you came on the show and shared your story. Very inspirational. Lots of great advice, too. Where can people find you or where would you recommend people go to learn more about you and what you have going on? Yeah, check out landlordology.com and cozy.co. That's cozy.co. Awesome. Lucas, you rock. Thanks so much. And uh, just fantastic. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pat. Awesome. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lucas Hall again from landlordology.com and cozy.co. Seems like just fantastic relationship there. And um, I'm actually going to be using those resources likely in the near future, like I said in the intro. Hey, I'd also like to take a moment to tell you about ShipStation, which is sponsoring this episode. I love ShipStation and the idea behind them. You know, if you ship anything online, you know, you sell stuff, uh, it could be quite difficult to manage all that. Well, ShipStation is the one-stop shop for all your shipping needs because here's what they do. 
They become the bridge between where you sell. It could be anywhere, Etsy, Amazon, uh, WooCommerce, on Shopify, wherever. They take and import all that information into one easy to use interface, and then they'll help you choose the right carrier to get the lowest rate for every package. Super cool, they think of everything for people who are shipping online. Even, you know, I, I know they have a feature where you get your own branded sort of where's my package page. So if, pe if, if an email gets sent out to people and they wanna click to see their tracking, it doesn't go to the carrier, it goes to a page that's branded to you thanks to ShipStation. It's so cool. And if I'm gonna do any shipping online, I would have it done in a very easily managed way, like with ShipStation. So here's what the deal is. If you go to ShipStation.com, you can actually try it out for 30 days for free and you get a 30 day extension on that, an additional month free. If you go to ShipStation.com and then click on the microphone at the top and then type in SPI. So again, ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top and type in SPI. So thank you again. We have a lot of great content scheduled and recorded and ready for you in the upcoming weeks, including another success story next week that, um, you know, actually in the headline, it's a not so overnight entrepreneurial success story with so-and-so. So we'll introduce that person to you. She's awesome. And she's actually teaching English online as a second language. And um, it definitely didn't happen overnight. And uh, that's, that's the point of all this, because we have to understand that this Stuff doesn't happen with the click of a button. There's a lot that leads up to it, but it can be done and you can make massive changes in your life and the lives of those who you serve online. And um, until the next episode, just wanna thank you again. And make sure if you haven't done so already, I haven't mentioned this in a while, go ahead and go to smartpassiveincome.com slash app. Yeah, A-P-P. Because you, you can download an app, a smartphone app for your Android or your iOS device that allows you to get all of the SPI content across all the different channels. This is the blog, the podcasts, including Ask Pat and this one, and uh, SPI TV as well, all in one spot. You can click to favorite your favorite episodes or pieces of content so you can come back to them later. And it's just a great experience for you to get SPI on the go. So again, you can check that out at smartpassiveincome.com slash app. Thanks so much, I appreciate you, and I'll see you next week, bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.